0: Andra and Rolianina, Yarama, and a woman, a yelama, and a year and a mora, a
1: Before the dreaming, all that moved on the land was the wind. Then came life. Giant beings came down from the sky, came from the sea and from within the earth itself. Part animal, part human, these beings travelled the land. They danced and made love. They hunted and fought, creating a landscape as they went. In everything they touched, they left their essence, their life force, making the land itself sacred to those that would follow them, the first Australians. In the centre of Australia live the desert people. They have been here from the time of the Dreaming. The Aranda nation know the Dreaming as the Algera. The Algera leads them in their life and is their law. <laughs> Giant caterpillar beings came out of the earth and transformed into these mountain ranges. Here they danced at a place called Mbantwa, but dingoes attacked them and tore great chunks from their bodies, forming passages through the mountains. The landscape is the ancestors and their eternal presence makes the land sacred. Then in 1870, 100 years after Captain Cook has laid claim to Australia, the first white men journey north into Australia's heart and into the territory of the Irlander people. Life in the land of the caterpillar rangers is about to change forever. First, Australians watch as strange poles are erected across their country, some 36,000 crossing the land. What a piggy there!
2: I'm not a man, I'm a telegraph post. Now, I'm a marble around the market. I know you're I'm a good why did I
3: I have the honor to congratulate Your Excellency on the completion of the Overland telegraph line. I trust this undertaking will increase the trade and develop the varied resources of the colony, uniting more firmly the various Australian colonies to each other and them to the mother country. God
1: save the Queen. Acting Governor, Darwin. The telegraph line is eventually strung through a sacred site, the passage through the Caterpillar Mountains, which is an entry point into central Aranda land. To enter here without permission is against Arenda law. The punishment is death. German missionaries, Pastor Schwartz, Kempe and Heinrich, have the best of intentions. They come from the other side of the world, seeking the souls of the Aranda, Intent on imposing their 2,000 year old Christianity, on the ancient religion of the Aranda, they set off from Adelaide on foot for the centre of the continent.
4: You've got two world views that are so distinctively different and so so in state of tension as it were, without them necessarily realising there was a tension at times, Uh, that it was inevitable you were going to have uh, a breakdown of relationships as As had happened in Sydney and everywhere else that ever occurred, you can have the best of intentions going, but that's the road to hell quite often.
5: You'd have to be driven by some kind of mad vision to leave Germany and live in Central Australia and to create a settlement as they did.
1: Unwisely they leave Adelaide at the beginning of summer and after two years of travel are barely alive.
4: One of the first things they did was to fall on their knees and thank God, which was for delivering them despite the terrible time. They'd lost half their, two-thirds of their flock of sheep because of the drought and so on.
1: A young boy named Jalkabota, who lives in Western Irlander country, hears of white men for the first time.
6: Some people came and told us, some Inca Wabar men have come, that is, men with boots whose feet cannot be seen. Some Inka kultaja have also come, that is, horses with round feet. We thought white men were black men who had died and then returned as spirits to the place where they had died long ago. Chalkabota.
7: Chalkabota was obviously a person of quite extraordinary talents and he lived right through this um, this contact period when the mission and the stations arrived on the Upper Fink and lived right through till after the Second World War. And why he's so valuable to us is that he had an extraordinary memory. He had the capacity 40 years later to tell the story of those times in a way which is both detailed and accurate in its account of events. And the detail is absolutely perfect.
6: I want to tell you a story of long ago, how we lived. As a child, I was always playing. At night, I slept with my fire as my only warmth. I had no blankets, and I slept on the ground. My mother used to collect a lot of edible seeds. She would grind the seeds on a grinding stone. Then, she would fill a pitchy with the ground seed, mix it with water, and give it to me. My father used to spear emus.
1: Everything Joel has learned, and all his parents have planned for him, is about to change. His father decides to take him to visit the newcomers at a place the Arunda know as Indaria. The missionaries now say it is called Hermansburg after their mission back in Germany.
6: One day, we all went to the mission station, to Indaria. When we came, we saw the buildings already standing. I couldn't imagine how they did this.
8: I am related to Jalga He's my brother, my grandmother's brother. When they came to Hermannsburg, they saw these buildings that were built. He didn't know it was a building and what that building was built for.
6: I felt the buildings with my hands, asking myself,
1: How did they do this? Jalkabotter and his family quickly discover the newcomers will provide them with easy tucker, bags of flour that would take hours to make themselves, sugar in bags instead of digging for honey ants. But the arenda have to earn this tucker. They are now made to wear clothes and have to listen to endless German sermons.
9: ...under the heavens be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear, and it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the waters that were gathered together, He called seas. And God saw it was good.
2: You could tell the corner number. Or here, I'm a little while. Belinda, John, picture. And I can't get him Five fish in old little, two or two lower bread or something. And Cornyman didn't bleed milk. They were stupid, poor old Aborigines.
6: I thought he's calling me to give me a hiding. But he gave me clothing. He gave me water to wash. And he gave me some sheep meat. And he also gave me a blanket. I thought to myself, hey, what a big present. <laughs> and I was very happy. I never gave another thought about our hiding. Then Schwartz said, boy, you should come to school.
1: The German missionaries believe they are winning the struggle for the Western Aranda souls. They believe their work in the desert is bearing fruit.
10: Contrary to our expectations, the children have made good progress. We have also begun to gather the adults and to tell them the Bible stories from Genesis and some from the New Testament.
6: The old men said, hey, your children, you're singing wrong way, really wrong way. Then we said, A-E-I-O-U. Hey, them children are speaking as though they're crying. Hey, they're teaching you wrong way you got to ignore them teaching. And when we were learning the articles of the creed, they couldn't understand. The meaning of the words was hidden from them.
7: In a fairly short time, they found that the senior men uh, would no longer confide in them. The senior men, in other words, had worked out what their game was that these people didn't respect the local beliefs in the way that, you say, another Aboriginal group
0: might have. <laughs>
4: Turunga in the conventional way of using it is an Aranda word and it's also a sacred word. It relates to sacred objects which can be in the landscape themselves, most people don't realise that, however they are also mainly referred to as uh, stone or wooden tablets of a different kind which may be plain but are often inscribed with totemic devices which Relate to the totemic ancestors of a certain part of the landscape. And therefore, every person who was born in the landscape also inherited these sacred objects.
2: It's a little bit like Moses. He went up the the Ten Commandments. I'll come back to that. i I'll get it now. But that might end But that tension
1: man was given to all
2: of us.
1: The Aranda have eaten the white men's food and listened to their stories, but the women and men will not give up the enjoyment of their own nightly ceremonies.
6: They decorated their bodies and heads with red and white ochre. And the women happily got up to dance. Kemp and the others asked, Why have all the men gone over there? The men called, Come and see. Then Mr. Kemp, Schwartz, Schultz, also came. They grabbed the head decorations and pulled them out. But the old men hid theirs. Then they continued to dance. The women wailed because their charanga had been pulled out. Mr. Schwartz say, this churanga is bad. You're lying. You're children of the devil. The old man said, we are not the children of the devil. You are heathens. It's very bad. We not heathens. We don't know what heathens
0: are.
6: The missionaries told us you are not to obey your fathers, they are leading you to what is bad. Remember God's word.
3: The Aboriginal traditional people had a social structure a set of social relationships built into their traditional uh, beliefs and uh, a land which they knew totally and occupied totally. And there were these aliens who came along, who put them in, into a situation where they were, where it appeared that the Germans believed that they knew nothing, they almost believed nothing and anything that they did believe conflicted with the notions of Christianity.
1: The missionaries give up on the elders and instead turn their focus on the children. After 10 years, they finally have their first legitimate converts. Joel decides to become baptized. He accepts Jesus and the teachings of the missionaries and chooses the name Moses. His father and mother are deeply unhappy.
6: My father wanted me to leave, but I said, I will not go away with you anymore. I'm better off here. I feel good. Here at school, they teach us God's word. My mother said, since you insist on staying here, you might as well die here. My mother went back without another word. This happened many times. By this time, I had God's word in my mind. I no longer held on to the words of the heathen.
1: More than 20,000 head of cattle are driven north along the telegraph line. They arrive in Aranda country in a good season, but then the desert turns, as the Aranda always know it will.
3: The great problem was the next stage, the coming of of the pastoralists to the area, the people who were after the land to run their stock. This was the real uh, um, coup de grace for traditional Aboriginal society in Central Australia.
1: The rivers dry up, the grasses die off, and the Urunda retreat back to their deepest, most precious waterholes, and so do the cattle. In the desert, water is life, captured in the wells created by the ancestors in the Al Waterholes are places of spiritual power and the sources of life.
4: Water. Water is the crucial answer to everything here. In the deserts, it's extreme and so these water holes are so significant and they, they in a way hold a lot of the essence of the landscape in them, you know, they're where the ancestors had to go.
3: Water was the central conflict point between uh, Aboriginal people who uh, over millennia created in their religious systems ideas about water. That were mythical
5: one visit from a mob of cattle will effectively destroy a small permanent waterhole it'll be turned into mud it'll be polluted with uh, cattle urine um, and so on and those waterholes were therefore not usable by any of the
1: Aboriginal people around for a long long time afterwards by 1883 the drought is beginning to hit in earnest. The Urunda and white cattlemen are competing for the precious commodity of water and the conflict escalates. The Urunda use this new food source available to them, the cattle.
4: I mean, you've never seen so much food that's available. Cattle, horses, sheep, goats. If you can spear them, you've got a heck of a big food supply. And that becomes a, an exciting challenge for the young
0: men.
1: There are only 70 white men in the centre. They are outnumbered and outskilled in the terrain. They demand police protection for the cattle and themselves. That protection comes in the person of Constable Wilshire. He hunts down the first Australians, who are killing cattle to feed their families.
9: A good Winchester or Martini carbine, in conjunction with a Colts revolver, are your best friends and you must use them too. Constable Wilshire.
1: The local cattlemen support Wilshire by petitioning the government for the introduction of a native police force.
11: The hostile and unsettled state of the natives proves that assistance of the native police should be called in to assist the police constable in this district. they require to be met with equal cunning and strategy, and this would obtain by employing native trackers. Mr Wilshire, being a fit and proper person to be connected with the charge of such a body, we propose to be organised.
1: The government agrees with their petition, and they set up a native police force. Despite the bloody reputation, such forces have already earned elsewhere in Australia. Wilshire heads the force.
7: He was prepared to spend weeks at a time out on the bush track, uh, live in very harsh conditions and um, said, I like living and leading Aboriginal people. And I think this is true. uh, He got a certain satisfaction out of that, which. It's got nothing to do with policing.
1: The Hermansburg missionaries complain about the methods of the police.
10: They caught three natives on the station, took them up to the McDonnell Ranges and shot them there. The dead men were still in their chains. With all the shooting that is taking place, it is hard to conceive that the native people have any kind of future. Our only hope is that they are rescued from this intolerable situation. The male population of the natives has decreased alarmingly. Pastor Kemper.
5: Cattlemen would merely complain about Aborigines being near their cattle at the waterholes, and action would be taken to secure the waterhole for the cattle, and Aboriginal lives were. So expendable that they could be shot to protect
1: uh, the cattle and the water supplies. Wilshire and his offsider Wormbrand recruit cattle killers and force them to become native police. Others join of their own free will, seeking the power and money and women that come with their new status. <laughs>
9: At three o'clock, we came upon a large mob of natives camped among the rocks. They scattered in all directions. It's no use mincing matters. The Martini Henry carbines at the critical moment were talking English in the silent majesty of those eternal rocks. The mountain was swathed in a regal robe of fiery grandeur and its ominous roar was close upon us. The weird, awful beauty of the scene held us spellbound for a few seconds. William Wilshire.
5: His murderous campaign was regarded as lawful, that it was strategically the right thing to do, that it was necessary. And if that was the normal view, then he probably all the more believed that what he was doing was the right thing for civilization.
1: On a hot summer's day, Wilshire makes his way from the south, but he has to cross through the ranges which border Alice Springs. He brings with him three women he calls Lubras.
4: So Wilshire is bringing the women through him in a gap which is the logical closest route to go up to the Alice Springs telegraph station at that point in time.
1: The passage through the mountains is a highly-restricted, men's-only sacred site. Wilshire either doesn't know this or doesn't care.
9: In March 1883, when coming through Emily Gap, three Lubras followed. Three Lubras followed behind my horse, saying they were going to Alice Springs. Just as I reached the entrance to the gap, five blackfellows appeared and ordered the Lubras to go over the range as no women were allowed to go through the gap. the
4: women are quite clearly agitated and some men uh, order Wilshire to stop and not bring the women through. But Wilshire's sense of authority on the boss uh, is such that he pulls his rifle out and says, uh, get out of the way, I'm
9: coming through. At first they assumed defiant attitudes, but I cleaned them out and passed on, followed by the Lubras, who to my great astonishment, picked up some rags, bushes and grass and made coverings to their faces and walked blindfolded. Constable Wilshire.
4: Because the law was broken by the women, despite the fact they were forced through, and despite the fact they'd covered their faces, there was only one logical answer and that the Aboriginal men then later put them to death.
9: Men would not remain so many years in a country like this if there were no women. And? perhaps the almighty meant them for use as he has placed them where pioneers go what i am speaking about is only natural especially for men who are so isolated where women of all ages and sizes are running at large we Wilshire.
3: he uh, was starting to get out of control and one of the the features of this uh, lack of control was taking Aboriginal women, taking the numbers of Aboriginal women for his personal use, uh, the, the writing of poetry about the Aboriginal woman. We can see his, his psychological weakness, his, his, uh, his psychopathic behavior.
10: It is indeed shameful that the whites degrade themselves so much as they do, whoring with the native females, who are nothing better than wild dogs, as they say. And doing this, not secretly, but quite publicly, they boast about doing so. And for this mean purpose, they use not only full-grown females, but even mere children. Pastor Kemper.
5: I imagine that it would have been terrifying to be an Aboriginal woman, especially in the Northern Territory frontier or any of the Australian frontiers.
8: The women were took by white men to be their house girls or house so to clean up their house and do the washing for them. And uh, women thought it was a good, good thing that, that they, they were learning and helping. White
5: people would never accept the children that they sighed on the frontier and indeed
8: these children were a great embarrassment to them. It's sad uh, really to talk about uh, what happened to our women uh, with the uh, Stockman workers. How people weren't very happy about to see the kids With
3: uh, white colour. He had no white women in the centre. His relationships with women were Aboriginal women um, and this powerful Central Australian policeman who could push them all over the place and tell them what to do, put them in jail, take their husbands away from them, take their children away from them.
1: Aboriginal law defines strict rules about marriage which have been laid down in the Aljeta. Itakawara, an ancestor from the Algera, was turned into stone for breaking these laws. His presence is a reminder to all that the law must be followed. Wilshire ignores local marriage laws and takes an Aboriginal woman, another man's wife.
3: The unraveling begins when he falls in love with this Aboriginal woman, or he becomes so infatuated with her that, uh, that like any star-crossed lover, he starts to uh, expose the flaws in his character
1: The Aboriginal man, Ereminta, takes back his promised wife and Constable Wilshire is furious. At dawn in February 1891, Wilshire's men quietly arrive at Tempe Downs cattle station. They open fire on two sleeping men. The first man is killed whilst he sleeps. The second is Ereminta. He is shot as he runs but is not killed immediately.
7: What happens to Araminta is something quite extraordinary. He wakes up, of course, when his colleague is being shot. One of the native constables then wounds him with a shot that, there is some evidence, he was told to, to, not to kill Araminta. Araminta is, is lying there wounded, and Wilshire cuts his throat. It's a kind of reaction which you would expect from a person who is so desperate, if you like, to restore his dignity from this assault on his honour.
1: Nongulka, Eremita's wife, is ordered by Wilshire back to his camp to become one of his women. And she is told to forget about her husband.
7: The papers were full of vague stories about policemen shooting Aboriginal people and living with Aboriginal women. And William Wilshire was made to answer to these stories. He did it very well because there was really no useful evidence against him.
1: The rumours raise the suspicion of the Attorney General in Adelaide. He requests that Wilshire's version of the facts be checked. The only person with any official status in the region is the local telegraph operator, Frank Gillen.
4: He came up here at 19 and 1875 to work on the telegraph line. He mainly liked drinking whiskey and having a good time and being a young bloke of that era, whose intent was to save money, but he managed to spend it on all kinds of other things, no different to most young blokes of today.
1: Frank Gillan has many friends amongst the arender, and when he is asked to reinvestigate the case, they trust him enough to tell the truth. My
3: name is Kulnathika. I am a native constable. My previous evidence, I did not tell the truth. Mr. Wilshire having told me what to say, what I did. I will tell the truth now. I assisted in the shooting of Donkey because I
9: was afraid Mr. Wilshire would shoot me.
8: I am Erementis Lubra. I slept with him on the night before he was shot. Araminta jumped up and started to run away, and was shot by native constable Thomas. Araminta had no spear or boomerang. Wilshire told me not to look
1: for my husband anymore, and took me to his camp, Angulia. Dylan discovers that Wilshire has savagely cut Araminta's throat. He reports this back to the Attorney General in Adelaide.
11: Case most serious and revolting. Police should be instructed to arrest Wilshire, who is here at once. Gillen.
1: Wilshire is locked in the jail he created for housing cattle killers.
4: He believed he was far beyond any touching by anyone and, and no one, like he says himself, I was the first and only ever police officer to be arrested and the shame of being taken in chains down to Port Augusta for trial and the formal trial that occurred.
1: His trial is a statewide sensation. For the first time, a South Australian police officer is on trial for murder and the murder of a black man.
5: Could a trial in that period of Australian history, and those circumstances, be fair by our standards? No, the answer is no.
3: <laughs> they knew that this was the first trial that Aboriginal evidence was gonna be used against a policeman.
4: He got all the money that was paid for his defence, apart from his own money. Nearly every pastoralist in the country put in money.
1: The jury retires at 4.15 p.m and takes all of 10 minutes to find Constable Wilshire not guilty. 50 telegrams are received congratulating Wilshire on his victory. But the rumours stick, and Wilshire's career will soon be over. He is sent to the top end and continues his bloody campaign until finally he quits the force and returns down south, leaving at least one Aboriginal child of his own. In Adelaide, he creates a new life, and finds work more suited to his talents.
12: I think it's terribly appropriate that after he left the police force, he got a job in Adelaide as night watchman at the Adelaide Slaughterhouse.
1: Back at the Alice Springs Telegraph Station, in the centre of Aranda country, Gillen, who had caused Wilshire's arrest, is growing closer to the Arunder. The telegraph station becomes a depot where rations of food and supplies bring the Arunder to him.
11: One cannot wonder the cattle killing was rampant. Before the ration depots were established, people were starving. Gillen.
1: The Arunder now have two options to survive, to go to the government depots to live off rations or work on the cattle stations as virtual slave labour.
5: Aboriginal people, of course, have had the fear of God put into them. And clearly, the last option left for them is to work around the homesteads and to work with cattle, because there's nothing left for them. Their, Their environment has been destroyed by the cattle. And if they step out of line, something like Wilshire's blitzkrieg will befall them again. I would find myself filled with hatred and loathing if I were forced in such a situation. I can't imagine what it would be like to be a survivor of a massacre, to be the child of a survivor of a massacre, and to be forced into making this decision to go and live next door to a homestead and look after the very cattle that your own people were shot in defence of.
1: At the telegraph station, the Aranda gather to receive their rations and Gillan's life becomes further entwined with them. His children play with their kids and the old men befriend him for the respect he shows their al their dreaming. And in return they teach him their laws and they give him spears and boomerangs and importantly they give him their trust.
4: I think Gillan is an exceptional character. For some reason he got this great interest in the arendic culture about him and he recorded everything up and down the line he could. He attended ceremonies and I think that attendance at ceremonies put him in the Aranda terms. They saw him as a young initiate going through the law. I don't think he ever saw that himself, but he then later states I was regarded as a man by their law.
1: Gillan's passion for Aranda culture finds an ally with the arrival of a scientist from Melbourne. His name is Baldwin Spencer.
12: I think we also have to give credit to Spencer for coming up and inspiring him and saying, well look, all this stuff you're finding out is important and we must tell the world about it. Whereas Gillen was just collecting stuff as curios until then.
1: Gillen plans with the senior Aranda men to stage a powerful ceremony at the telegraph station, which he and Spencer intend to record for later study.
11: I have for a long time been on the track of a big ceremony which is performed at various places and at long intervals throughout the whole tribe. The performance extends over many days and the visitors attend from hundreds of miles around. Gillen.
1: In the summer of 1901, the people gather at the Alice Springs Telegraph Station. Gillen and Spencer are there with their cameras. Aranda culture is being taken seriously by white men, perhaps for the first time. They film a public ceremony which has been passed along the trade routes all the way from Queensland. The ceremony has been given as a gift from another tribe. It is called Chichingala. the secret ceremonies begin but they are for the eyes of men only and too sacred for the films ever to be seen by public. In his eagerness to understand all facets of Aboriginal culture, Gillan avidly collects numerous sacred objects, the stones and tablets that are the physical embodiment of this ancient culture.
3: When British people were living in caves, Aborigines were making these sacred objects holding the stories of how they existed in that country, the myths and legends, the relationship between them and their food, them and their water. All of these things are written down and and carved into those uh, churingas.
4: There was a widespread interest in uh, these Turinga stones which are very difficult to understand but they were They've got symbols upon them in many cases, and it really fits in with a sense of there was a Rosetta Stone sort of a thing. If you could only, this must be Aboriginal writing. How do we understand it? There was some sense of a talisman or almost like, here's the Holy Grail. If we can only grasp this, we'll get a better understanding of Aboriginal culture.
1: The sacred objects ignite the interest of collectors around the world who are willing to pay to possess them. To find them gone
5: would be devastating because people would no longer have proof of their place in the world and their own,
1: their group's ownership of an area of land. Gillen is told of an elder who is killed for revealing the location of a Turinga storehouse hidden in the mountains, which is then looted.
11: This upsets me terribly, and I would not have had it happen for £100 There must be no more robberies. I bitterly regret ever having countenanced such a thing and can only say that I did so when in ignorance of what they meant to the natives. To realize this, one has to go as I did a few weeks ago with bush natives to their sacred storehouses and watch them reverently handling their treasures. It impressed me far more than anything else I have ever witnessed, Frank Gillen.
3: But the fact is that what was done could never be put together again. How we see these things in the light of day today means that he was, he was a, um, a, a cultural vandal.
1: His realization leads to a deeper understanding of Aranda culture. In trying to explain the Algera, he translates it to the closest English words he can find. He calls it the dream time. The Algeria, lead me in my
2: life. Not get what I dream about in my pillow.
0: It's a strength of Aboriginal culture that's really the
3: big barrier for all the missionaries, the police, this madman,
1: Wilshire. Everything the old men teach Gillen about their dreaming is now poured out into a book called The Native Tribes of Central Australia.
4: first time anyone in the world had come to an appreciation, a genuine appreciation of what any Aboriginal society was about in a detailed way, and Aranda society was it.
11: There is not a remarkable feature of the country without a special tradition. Tradition, why it is the very breath of their nostrils, <sighs> that is it was before the white man came amongst them and trampled tradition and everything else that was good out of them. Frank Gillen.
5: The Arundra are fortunate in that uh, there are such detailed records of life in those societies at that time when everywhere else in Australia, Aboriginal societies were falling to colonialism, to the gun and records were simply not produced. There were no Gillens. there were no Spencers.
12: As their book was internationally renowned, uh, I think it's quite remarkable that in Australian cultural history, Spencer and Gillen get ignored. They were household words in America, throughout Europe and in Britain.
4: I've been with old Frank Stevens, who's now deceased, with the tears flowing down his face as he looked at the native tribes of Central Australia, a talisman for him, and went ramuncha, talking about it, identifying the people in it. You know, for them, they were valuable, valuable documents, and I really think, I hope that, you know, not trying to be a do-gooder and a stupid old white bugger or whatever, I am I? I hope that that the broader Australian population and the world population has an appreciation of this world.
1: Frank Gillan eventually leaves the centre, but his legacy is a reminder of the first Australians and their Algeria. (laughs) But the little Arunba boy, who had been there when the first white missionaries arrived at Hermansburg, never leaves. Moses Jogoboda becomes a man According to Aranda law, and later he becomes a Lutheran evangelist. And though he loses his sight, he travels through the desert with his wife, preaching the word of the Christian God to his people. But he is always Aranda; he never forgets the way of his people. He is always in touch with the Aljera. are
2: than good leader,
1: good leader Namir.
2: Punga, Payadum Punga. But in April, children in the तो करो बोले बोले बोल ना काम कर। कधीच नरो न And न कर. अंट्रे करना न
0: The number one, nunak problem in ensuring that we all have a
11: Tell your story at First Australians Online. You can upload a video, audio, image or text and include your story in this online history of Australia. Go to sbs.com.au slash First Australians for the untold story of Australia.